Hello and welcome to On Manorama's Startup Launcher podcast, a show for passionate individuals looking to turn their ideas into successful businesses. This podcast will cover everything you need to know about launching your startup. My name is Adira Madhav. I'm the assistant producer here at On Manorama and I'm joined by chartered accountant Abhijit Premen who will guide you to build your own business. Hello Abhijit, what are we going to discuss today? Hi Adira. In the previous episodes, we talked about the booming startup ecosystem. how to get your business registered as a startup msme registration and when to take one today we'll be discussing a very crucial and a little complicated topic gst registration who should take one when are you compulsorily required to take one the benefits of registering and give you a general idea of how to register gst is such a vast subject but we hope this episode will give you a good understanding of the basics abhijit let's start with the fundamental question what is gst Before 2017, there were a whole lot of indirect taxes in India. The value-added tax VAT, excise, service tax, entertainment tax, luxury tax, etc. All of these have been removed and replaced with All India One Tax GST, which is the goods and services tax. It covers all the stages of the supply chain, be it procurement, manufacturing, sales and supply of services, and offers tax rebates on all kinds of inputs. The GST tax system applies to both the central and state government supplies and every business as per the eligibility criteria must obtain a gst registration so gst registration is required for startups in india right yes gst registration is required for startups given the amount of turnover or the nature of service since you mentioned eligibility criteria what are they for startups so i'll tell you the general rule under gst if your turnover in a financial year exceeds rupees 20 lakhs then you must get gst registered however if you are only engaged in the sale of goods then the threshold limit is increased to rupees 40 lakhs therefore if you are a service provider you need to register if turnover in a financial year exceeds the threshold limit of rupees 20 lakh if you do both that is sale of goods and service then the threshold is rupees 20 lakhs this is called gst registration even though this is the general rule there are however some cases where gst registration is mandatory irrespective of the amount of turnover and what are some of these cases when it comes to a startup for instance a business making interstate supplies that is supply from one state to another must obtain a gst registration irrespective of the threshold limit now this above scenario is quite harsh if you think about it right small service providers like many freelancers and software professionals provide their services crossing state boundaries GST compliance in that case would be very difficult for them. So to address the concern of such small service providers, an exemption has been provided. If your startup is an interstate service provider and your all India turnover in the financial year does not exceed rupees 20 lakhs, then GST registration is not necessary. The second scenario would be those paying tax under the reverse charge mechanism or RCM. Usually, the supplier of the service charges an amount including gst for supply collects the same from the recipient of the goods or service and deposits it to the government this is how indirect tax usually works i'll give you an example i'm a chartered accountant i provide a service to my client i bill them say an x amount with gst they give me the x amount with gst i take the x amount and i pay the gst amount to the department however in some cases the reverse happens In certain supplies the process of payment of GST is done by the 
goods or service recipient instead of the supplier. Got it. So if you're a startup, what might be the possible cases where a reverse charge mechanism is applicable? The most common case where RCM is applicable for startups is the use of goods transport agency services. That is, your startup through the use of a GTA or a goods transport agency transport goods from one place to another, then RCM would be applicable to you and you are liable to make the GST payment to the government and file returns. RCM is also applicable if you avail the services of a legal firm. I'll give you an example here also. Suppose your startup is looking for funding and you approach a corporate lawyer and they charge you say 50,000 and 50,000. So they will be just charging you a bill of 50,000 without any GST added to it. So you will have to pay 50,000 to them and the 18% GST that is 9,000 rupees you'll have to pay directly to the government. That is RCM in case of in case you are availing the service of a legal firm. Suppose Your startup is an e-commerce operator or aggregator. That is, if your startup owns, operates or manages a digital or electronic facility or an electronic platform for e-commerce. For example, say like Amazon, Flipkart, Ola, Uber, etc. Then you will have to compulsorily get yourself registered. Startups supplying their products or services on a third-party e-commerce portal or to e-commerce websites also need to apply for GST registration and do GST return filing. Apart from that, persons supplying OIDAR services, that is, online information and database access or retrieval services, for example, cloud-based services, e-books, movie streaming, online gaming, online music, web-based services providing trade statistics, legal and financial data, matrimonial services, social networking sites, etc., also need to apply for GST registration. Oh, wow. This is a bit overwhelming. I know this part can be confusing and complicated because there are a lot of nuances, sections and subsections. But uh, this is the basic idea and I think I have covered the most common areas for GST registration that might be applicable to a startup. Okay, so now that we have covered the whole registration aspect, could you tell us what are the advantages of GST registration for startups? Due to GST registrations, the interstate movement has become easier through fewer restrictions and compliances, thereby lessening needless logistic expenses and strengthening profits for startups also one needs to register only for one tax that is gst be it manufacturing service oriented or export a lot of time and physical paperwork is saved as most of the registration return filing and uploads are done online and are digitally signed it also eliminates the cascading effect of tax you see gst was implemented to combine all the indirect taxes under one roof in simple word that cascading effect was tax on tax and to diminish this itc input tax credit was brought into the light as a major benefit to the businesses also note that gst has a general threshold of rupees 40 lakhs which means that many startups don't have to get gst registration although it is voluntary the gst also offers a reduced tax rate for small enterprises with a turnover of between rupees 20 lakhs to rupees 1.5 crore This is referred to as the composition scheme. This will ease the burden of taxation on new firms. That's good to hear. So if one needs to get their business registered under GST, what should they do? An application for GST registration is made online on the GST portal www.gst.gov.in run by the Goods and Services Tax Network. The registration form requires key data like PAN, business constitution, Aadhaar and other incorporation documents. This data is automatically validated by the GST portal with the respective agency, be it tax authorities or the Ministry of Corporate Affairs. The application data, 
along with supporting scanned documents is then sent by GSTN to states and centers which in turn may send a query an approval or rejection intimation if approved the applicant receives a digitally signed registration to GSTN you should note that registration is state or union territory specific so if a supply is made from a different state or union territory separate registration is required and that's pretty much it awesome dear listeners we hope now you have a better understanding of how gst registration works adra before winding up this episode i think i should also mention the export and related procedures sure are there any additional benefits to be availed yes keep in mind that under gst the export of goods or services is considered an interstate supply and will be a zero rated supply which means gst will not be levied on the export of any kind of goods or services an exporter dealing in zero rated goods under gst can claim a refund for zero rated supplies and what would be some of the best ways to claim this refund well they have two options option 1 is to supply goods or services or both under a bond or letter of undertaking without payment of integrated tax or igst and then claim a refund of the unutilized input tax credit what's a letter of undertaking in this context so a letter of undertaking or lut is a document that facilitates the export of goods and services without payment of igst that is integrated gst the validity of such lut is is for a period of 1 year or till the end of a financial year an exporter furnishing lut's is required to furnish fresh lut for every financial year right and what would be the other option to claim a refund the second option available for an exporter is to charge gst on exports then pay the gst and claim a refund of the gst paid on said exports and also gst paid on inputs used for such exports as an exporter what you would also need is an ie code or import export code and what's the benefit of having an ie code an importer exporter code is a 10 digit business identification number basically it is your pan number now that is mandatory for import to india or export from india a person or entity cannot export or import without obtaining an iec unless specifically exempted however iec is not necessary for service exports except when he or she wants to avail certain benefits can we apply for this online yes for obtaining an ie code you have to just fill out an online application form on the dgft website dgft is the director general of foreign trade you have to submit this form by paying the appropriate fee and documents iec will be auto generated and will have lifetime validity thanks for sharing that you explained such a vast subject really well thank you abhijit that was very informative listeners if you have any questions regarding the matters discussed on this podcast tweet us using hashtag #startup launcher so abhijit what's our next episode about in the next episode we'll be talking about professional tax pf and esi basically the labor laws and when it becomes applicable for your startup awesome that brings us to the end of this episode thanks for listening to startup launcher hosted by abhijit premen and adira mathav the startup launcher podcast is produced by on manorama with technical production by idea brew studios subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts follow us on facebook and instagram for more interesting podcasts on news views and explainers visit onmanorama.com 